Hello and welcome to season four of Vitamins for Breakfast. This season, I'm featuring an amazing set of women who boldly share their journey with career, self-love, spirituality, financial freedom, and so much more. This podcast believes in highlighting people during the marathon and not just at the finish line. So welcome to your source of fuel for your soul with Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's get started. Today's guest, I am meeting for the first time today in the flesh. This woman was recommended to me by a friend as a guest because she has the kind of vitamins to really impact the world. And after sliding in her DMs and chatting with her for a little bit, I couldn't agree more. Noelle Kay is a singer, songwriter, model, actor, a podcast host. The list really goes on and on. And she literally has a mission to change the narrative our world has created for people of color. Getting to where she is today was not a night and day thing, but sticking to her heart's true desire is making it all worth it. Noelle, thank you so much for being here today. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. No, I'm so grateful. Like this morning I prayed, I woke up, I'm like, thank you God for the opportunities that you're giving me. Like I literally resigned from my job on Friday as in my two weeks and I've been booked for the entire rest of the month. So like I couldn't have been, I'm just so grateful. You're giving me goosebumps when you said that because it's, I've noticed that like when you actually stick to what you're essentially supposed to be doing. The universe like literally just puts it all on you. Like you left your job and then it's like, hey, your book, your book, your book. Yep. It's almost like a reminder that you, you did the right thing, yes. you know? Yes, just constant reminders that I did the right thing. Like even signs up until my last day, it was just yeah. constant reminders. Like, I, And I was feeling like, I'm gonna miss you guys, I'm gonna miss this. The job was super easy, it wasn't paying me enough, but yeah. super easy. I could stick it out, push through, you know, to support my career, but it really wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. You know, it was taking more out of my pocket than feeding my pocket for doing stuff like this and being here with you. So I'm I'm just so grateful. I just turned 26 on Sunday. And I'm just grateful. Oh my God, so is that, what's your son? Aquarius. Aquarius, I love you guys. Oh, what's your retro birthday? I'm, I'm January 2nd, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, you a Capricorn? Yeah, I'm a Capricorn. Baby neighbors. Yeah, we are, but right? I love Aquarius. You guys are so easy going, easy Thank to talk you. to. You guys are actually like super funny, but low key funny. Low key. You guys always like throw the little things in there and you be like, oh shit, you start dying like that. You guys are that. Thank you. But like, literally, I literally felt like I've known you for such a long time. Same. The combo we had. Yeah, it was like, wow. I feel like I've known and then meeting you in person it's like wow like it doesn't feel like um you know like there's sometimes things like are a little like rough around yeah the or like kind of cold and like you know trying yeah. to warm it up and yeah. break the ice exactly yeah. I saw I saw you and I'm like hey hey right. hey right. it's really it's really interesting I think when some things are meant to align they yes. align and I even think that our conversation you were the first person I ever met virtually yeah. or even just spoke to yeah. that said all the things that I was thinking in my yes. mind that I was feeding my soul that I wanted to do to like you said make an impact and change yeah. I haven't come across many people if not anybody but you that yeah. just knew exactly what I was talking about and hitting the nail same thing same thing with you when I was getting Thank those you. voice notes I was like uh where, who's this girl where <laughs> has she been I definitely need more people like this in my life so shout out to Eric who linked right. us together. Shout out to you. <laughs> hey, Eric. But let's get into you. Let's talk about you. What's you, up, girl? You, exactly. What's up, girl? <laughs> um, you were born and raised.
parties in New York. Yes, the Bronx, New York, but you damn be. Throw your exes up, right? <laughs> I'm not from the Bronx, but you rep, you better rep. So tell me about growing up in New York, especially in the Bronx. Like, what was that for you? I lived in the same apartment my entire life. So um, it's kind of different for a lot of people. People have moved even within the city. I've never moved anywhere. Else. Yeah. I've been in my same home. Um, I want to say my neighborhood has definitely been a huge part of my life. I went to, I never went to school in my neighborhood. I always went to school in the city in Manhattan. Really? Um, just for the opportunity of mu music, arts, and yeah. all the you know, things I wanted to be involved in when my parents just kind of put me in. Yeah. It was just better for me to go to schools in the city. They were giving more of those opportunities. Shout out so, to your parents. Yes. For like, they set me you. up. Yeah, for they valued it. And that's what I was talking to you a little bit about yeah. when we first met. It was kind of like, you know, I have a different story because I was placed in this so early. So growing up um, in the Bronx, just I went to Kips Bay Boys and Girls Club. I did after school there, all my arts there. That's yeah. where I started with drama and um, music, dance. I, I used to dance. I used to do. <laughs> said used I to. used to do the choreo. <laughs> I was in pre-ballet, ballet, jazz, tap oh. was my favorite class. No, African was my favorite yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I have lapas for days. Just <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I grew up there. I grew up in... My neighborhood, I was right down the block from my house, and mm -hmm. it was the best times. I have still have friends from back then that I either went to school with in high school at LaGuardia yeah. or just kept in touch all these years. So my neighborhood's a huge part of my life. I know every, every nook and cranny of where I've been. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't moved. So you've yeah. been your entire life up until you said 26. 26 years yes. of just navigating the Bronx. <laughs> yes. And also being in a city as well. Mm -hmm. It's been super beneficial for you as well to have both those perspectives. Yes, I learned Manhattan before I learned all of the Bronx. I still don't know some parts of the West Bronx. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm confused. confused. Yeah, it's, it's kind <laughs> of am I? <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. So you're into the arts, and so now that I'm understanding, school definitely helped you kind of get a grip on that. Yes. Um, do you feel like growing up there was ever a time that you were kind of derailed from that? Because sometimes I feel like, especially when we were growing up, it wasn't cool necessarily to be involved in the arts mm -hmm. but you have a different story you went to a school where the arts was right the, the biggest thing yes so even in your setting do you feel where it's like everyone's advocating for the arts mm -hmm. do you feel like you were ever kind of derailed from yeah. your passions um i feel like my parents i lost my father five oh, it'll be six years this year okay. and he was the person that inspired me a lot with my music mm -hmm. and when I went to college, my college had nothing to do with the arts. So, just kind of a backstory of like, okay, elementary school, middle school, I did talent shows and things like that. My middle school was kind of geared towards extracurricular activities as well, and um, a lot of electives that had to do with performing arts. But then I went to high school, and I went to LaGuardia Arts High School, the fame school, yeah. and um, everybody there did something that I was a part of, whether it was acting, singing, dance, like I just, everybody in that building was a creative yeah. in some sort of way. They yeah. used their bodies, their their voices, their hands, like their eyes, everything. Yeah. So um, it was really different being in a place where you don't stand out anymore. Yeah. And how are you going to be original when everybody's doing it's what a, you're it's doing? It's so you know? crazy. It's a 
different it's a different challenge right so now i loved it because we were all a family yeah. even within being in a competition because you had to try to get certain roles, yeah. certain parts of plays that yeah. the whole school was a part of. We loved each other so much that the support system was impeccable. Yeah. So I learned support in high school. I learned what it was to know that you're competing with yourself. Where like a lot of people that I know now in the industry didn't get that in high school. They got the, oh no, you gotta be better than this yeah, person. Yeah, competition. So I wasn't raised on that. I was oh. raised on individuality, but like there's a spot for everyone. Yeah. So as different as I am, I'm also going to see people who are just like me all the time. Yeah. I went to college, girl. Ooh. Shit. Can I tell you? Should change. Shout out to my college though. I love the staff. <laughs> I loved a lot of the people that I met. I met my mentor in college. Um, I created some of my best music in college with people that I went to in college. I build a I, I don't like calling people fans. I build a supporters yeah. um base. And a lot of my music I was able to get good criticism and feedback. But I will say college was very competitive. You know, I walked in and, you know, I was passed the torch down, obviously, from somebody else who was the singer of the school. And then you have younger people coming in and they're like, are you passing the torch? Or yeah. I don't see you passing the torch, Noel, so now you're competing with that person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, even people that I was binded to with Inquire by God and spirituality, it was like things would go just sour because... People in their ear like that's your competition wow. you gotta be better than her yeah so on the flip side academically I wasn't studying the arts I went to school for criminal investigation so wow. my parents were kind of in that oh, you know you didn't get picked up in high school to do anything but you need a backup plan because well your dad didn't make it in the industry and you know my mom she's a billing manager she's very corporate yeah. so they want you to have the pension and have the health benefits the security, and all the security security yes so then my life became a safe zone so Ooh. i committed to it yeah. don't get me wrong i committed to it yeah. uh the four years dean's list honor roll yeah. all of that but when i got out of school they kind of wanted to stick to that my dad was going already so i didn't have that creator by my side mm. to say no 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 remember yeah. this was temporary yeah she's doing this i got her we're pushing this yeah so it became like mama and grandma yeah media family even granddad like yeah. job 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 corporate yeah. corporate corporate and i'm like y'all don't remember this is was the backup plan so we have to go back to the original yes and invest in that so yes. derailed from it yeah because you get you get your back is against the wall. I'm the only child. I have no siblings oh for them to focus yeah, on. It's all you. And it's all me. So, you know, um, with losing my father and my mom, just like, I gotta hold close to you. I gotta make sure you're okay. Yeah. That was another thing, too. You yeah. see all the shit. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see all the <laughs> shit that goes bad in the industry. You see all the grime, the mm. crooks, the Snakes. Yeah. And you know, your mama being the only one you have left and she, you're the only one she has left, she wants you to play it safe. But yeah. um, did I really take their pressure and like decide to push, you know, everything away? No, but it put me in, under a lot of stress. I get it, I get it. One other time yeah. was with my ex-boyfriend. Mm. Um, 
We were together for about six years. I met him in college. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, you know, he's not a creative. He's not into it. He's not this. This kid's stressful sometimes. Like, I could be a housewife. He could work. He loves to work. He makes his money. Yeah. I will sacrifice it all because I love this man. Yeah. And um, this is easier. Mm. But... Still security at the same time. Right. Yeah. And he wasn't... Up, he, he just didn't keep up the speed with me as far right. as my dreams. And it's yeah. like, I support you through everything. Like, even things that I don't think you're necessarily going to want to do in 10, 20 years. Or say that you did this and you loved it. Yeah. I'm still supportive. So why can't you do that for me? I think he loved the sound of my voice. Mm -hmm. But he didn't love the impact I wanted it to make on the yeah, world. Yeah. And how busy that would take me. Like, even thinking about kids and... No, I'm going to stay here. You're not taking my kids on the road. And it's like, mm, what? Yeah. So when you're thinking about that and planning a life with someone, yeah. you start to wonder, like, well, marriage and kids and creating life is just as important. Should I make this sacrifice? Should I not, you know, be prepping my body for a kid mm. or prepping my life to, like, set my kids up for, you know, this big house with a white picket fence? Yes, yes. So that's where those two lied. So it was, it was really a lot of family-oriented yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but two sides of the coin. Wow, that had you kind of almost derailed, yeah. kind of fall off track of yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, very it's much so questioning. Crazy. What to do? What to do, yeah. And it's crazy that you say that because both examples you gave were very rooted in security. You could have chose security through which, with either one, but mm -hmm. look at you now. You are still here. Yep. Shredding yep. through what actually matters to you. And when did you realize that like music was your passion, singing was your passion? When did you realize, like, I love doing this? I was seven. Oh my God! I'm what seven. happened at seven years old? My <laughs> second grade teacher, Miss Blount. I will never forget this. I love her soul so much, you and I hope she's okay. Oh, okay. Um, we haven't spoken in a few years. She still used to keep in contact with my mom for a little yeah. via email, but I hope you know yeah. she's well. I hope her family's well. Yeah. Um, she heard me singing in class one day. She said, "I'm putting you in the show." What? And I was like. As an Aquarius, the spotlight is very much not our thing. Yeah. But so I've been challenged. My comfortability has been challenged since I was yay high. Yeah, yeah. So now for me, it's like nerves and all that stuff is not a thing because really? from young I was just thrown to the wolves. Got it. You know, you're thrown in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. And then you have to hear what they have to say after. So I still get a little nervous when I have like people close to me listening to me and I'm like no I'm not singing in front of you right now <laughs> and, er and you everyone can't catch always, it everyone loves to ask people yes. to sing song I'm like please why are we doing this right now <laughs> sing right now show me <laughs> so now and it's funny because what my girlfriend will do now she'll be like go stream her music yeah. and I love that like yeah. I just I, I love that but it was when I was seven I was thrown in a play I right. sang Wing Beneath My Wings yeah. by Bette Midler that was the first song I've ever Ooh, sang in front of a bunch of people and everyone went like and wow it. they loved it was it. like uh, this little girl singing Bette Midler what what who is this girl strong voice what yeah and then from then it was just talent show shows Music, Beautiful. yeah. The only thing I do regret 
and I like to live with no regrets. So I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. Is learning to play the piano or guitar or something like that. Oh girl, you could definitely learn yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's like learning like another language. Yes, yeah. people will do that like in their fifties. Right. Like, you, you did, don't worry <laughs> that's about what I said. that. I will hold on to it too yeah, tight as a regret because I'm gonna do it. That's that's a goal for me within the years to either start yeah. or like really truly get fluent. In yeah, dope. You kind of mentioned what you sang. Like, what kind of music were you into growing up? Like, what did you listen to? What did your parents listen to? Like, R&B, hip hop. I was singing Wu Tang from <laughs> 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 young, like hey. in the car humming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. From young, yeah. So that was the type of music that you were always like singing R&B. Yes. You were always heavily involved and loved that music. Yes. And naturally, you gravitated towards. Yes, definitely. That music. And I still do gravitate towards it, but I definitely have changed up. Yeah. Um, how I want to be as an artist, yeah. I can sing whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I have a track um, with a, a friend that hopefully comes out this year. Yeah. I be tired of doing features and people just be waiting, but then I'm like, you know, <laughs> patience is a virtue. It is. You never know how that might align. Yes. <laughs> but alternative hip hop, like, I'll do a rock track if I, I yeah. wanted to sing with the band for so long. That's like, dope. Absolutely. Free Nationals, I think y'all need to put me on y'all band. Hey. Y'all gonna hear this one day and be like, you know what, I should've put her in my band. Nah, they're gonna hear them after you're yes. in the band and be like, oh my gosh, she yes. said that. I've told them this to their face. Like Anderson Pack, he travels with a band called Free yeah. Nationals. Yeah. And I met them out in the Hamptons. I used to live out there uh, for a few years. I used to work out there um, at my best friend's dad's restaurant. And then yes. I worked for a bank out there as well. Yeah. And one year we went to Surf Lodge and they were performing right in my face. I'm like, yo, I want to be on the that's in this show crazy. and me and this impact actually have a video of like dancing together it's so Ooh, dope and i hit them up yeah i tweet them like please put me in your band <laughs> I, I just wanted to do all types of things all types that's of amazing. sounds yeah. and delivery of music that's beautiful thank you tell me what you've noticed a little bit paying attention to music growing up and then music now like what is a big difference you've noticed with music I feel like a lot of times people say like yeah. people aren't like singing the same or the topics that people nah. are talking about are not the same. I don't I don't hear the soul in it. I hear the bibbidi boppity mm -hmm. stuff. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I will make a catchy hook in 2.5 seconds yeah. and leave you with just that. Yeah. But I feel like we don't hear those heavy sounds anymore. I think the only person that's out and still out right now that can like shape music into whatever and people will listen is Beyonce. Like mm -hmm. she's B. Yeah. She dropped, I actually seen a visual the other day, a video that really inspired me. Yeah. She was talking about how she came together with just women mm -hmm. to push out the visual album, Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. And she was so nervous being Beyonce yeah. about how people were going to listen to some things she dropped at 12 a.m. randomly. And I'm like, you are Beyonce. It doesn't matter what you You're drop. getting millions of <laughs> yeah. dollars yeah. for this regardless. You're getting millions of people to listen to you. Mm. If you drop at 5 a.m., 2 a.m., 12 a.m., yeah. if you drop ra randomly, what in the middle of the day yeah people are going to it's gonna spread like wildfire so yeah. when i saw a woman that i've looked to has been a role model in my career um 
I, I've had opinions about Beyonce as well, like, you know, good, bad, and different. I was like, why do, not that why do I stress so much, but we're all the same. Mm. Like, such a powerful woman can still, still feel the same thing. Concerned about her audience and how they're going to receive her. Yeah. And it's a beautiful feeling of uh, the line that's drawn between caring about what people think and just caring about perception. Mm. I think it's completely different things. So elaborate on that. So you're saying so, perception versus people's comments? Yeah, perception versus uh, people's opinions. Uh-huh. I think how we're perceived is solely based on us. And I think what people take from that and switch around or whatever is on them. That's on them. Opinions are going to be had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the result of how you're perceived. So as long as you have great intentions, mm. I think the perception of you will be clear. Um, it's funny because sometimes I feel like you can be someone of really good intentions and you really mean well, and there's people who they don't have good intentions, so right. they can't. They, That's their business. It doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. So their perception on you then is based on their issues within. Yeah. So it's like it's very interesting because I feel like um, perception. Someone can have a perception, but because of their upbringing, because of their experience, because of what they've been satirized with, their perception on you, although you have good intentions, might not be a positive one. But it has really nothing to do with you. with you, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's what I was trying to say. Got it, got More it. so, like it. It's not something that you should feel responsible. You should carry. For. You should carry. Right. That's got not you. your responsibility. Yeah. You're only responsible for how. You made the equation to be perceived as what you really wanted the outcome. And at the end of the day, you're still going to be very human in that experience. Yeah. Like you said, Beyonce is Beyonce. Yeah, she and she's so, so human still so human. to feel that anxiety. So it's like, don't beat yourself up yeah. about, about being human because you got Beyonce. Who's, everyone's looking up to her and she's doing it yeah. and she's feeling that way. So I, I definitely, I agree with that 100%. And it inspired me. To go full throttle with my girl group, my girl gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely, because also you realize the community that's there. Yeah. And it really, it does bother me to know that, like, in so much, it, it women as a whole, and I'm not going to include race in it, but women just in general, we naturally think that we're competing with each other. Right. Um, what we're set up that is, way, and it sucks. Yes. Our elders, who we think are the wisest of the bunch, <laughs> set that up. And that's why I'm transitioning now to kind of showcase that children yeah. are the wisest of the bunch. They really are. Um, and that's why I want to lay, lay all my eggs and, and let them say, okay, well... We like this song. We like Mad About It. We like Thank You. We like Ready. And okay, we're going to tell our friends here while we're in middle school. Then when we go to high school, we're still going to bump your stuff. Because it'll be like that, you know, kind of old record. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That told the story. That told the story that we're still bumping. And then when we're adults, we're still going to play and it'll really be the old record. But look at the generation of time that my music traveled. Whereas um, maybe one of my girlfriends and then their friends mm-hmm. they're sitting on the music now and they like it now but hey we don't speak anymore they'll never play my shit again mm. 
then their friends hate me because yeah, she hates yeah, me and then yeah. it's a waste of music. You yeah. know, and see the cycle is just different mm-hmm. when it's people your age and your age group. It's mm-hmm. not always like that because look, we had somebody bring us together and yeah. this is not the last time we'll see each other. Exactly, exactly. But what, like I told you, you're one in a million because you were the yeah. first person I ever had a conversation with that knew exactly what I was yeah. feeling and wanting to do. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of people that I bring onto the podcast is because I have that connection mm-hmm. similar to you and I. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for you and your podcast. Yeah. Just even your co-host was a, a person that you like sat with and were like, yo, and you connected. Yeah. And then now you guys well, are I'm her co-host. Together. She started She's the show. She's the main person. So She's you're the, the host. That's her show. She Got had it. another co-host um, um, on there before me and yeah. she's a musician so yeah. she kind of you know wanted to you know pursue music and kind of get her stuff together with that and then yeah. time passed she just had guests on the show and then I came on as a guest and then she wanted me on as a co-host and yeah. I think the time of my life that I came on as a co-host I was kind of already just set mm-hmm. in what I wanted to do musically yeah, yeah. and that it balanced well compared to you know someone who is trying someone to who was like out. Right, and they know they want to do music, but they still need to work a couple of mechanics to kind of get it on on the roll and like keep it going. So, um, I was just a little bit more like ready for that. I was Mm -hmm. always being told like, "Yo, you have such a a, um, great personality, great like you could be a media, yeah, Yeah. like you could talk and you could do Mm -hmm. what I want to hear you on the radio." And I'm like, "Yes, I want my songs to play." Get it where you can get it. Absolutely, like, you're not one-dimensional. You at are all. you are able to do spread yourself out yes. wide and so many things. Yes. And of course, I wouldn't say stretch yourself out thin. I but used you to. Know, yeah, haven't we all? We I always used to like trying to reach as far as we can, put our hands into everything. But when you do that, you also lose focus on mm-hmm. that because it's just and like you lose giving, value. Yeah, exactly. You're giving a little bit of yourself here and there. You're not giving all of yourself um, in everything. You kind of dip your toes in. But um, not to steer too far, I kind of still want to get a grasp of you growing up in family. Mm-hmm. Um, how did your family influence music for you? Um, were they playing music in the house? Yeah. Like, like what you know what? Because I know you said like your parents and your 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 dad was like, nah, we gotta put her in this. <laughs> like, like they really influenced your love for music. Do you feel like? you really genuinely loved music or was a part of it also like your parents are like you have because you said your your father didn't make it yeah he was a model he was a singer yeah um because sometimes our parents put these things onto us and make us think like oh like you know the difference with you is that it's creative versus like oh my dad's a lawyer and he wants me to be a lawyer right right it's it's you know you have a different form it's in the arts do you feel like you were also kind of like kind of shaped and pushed into it no my parents wanted me to express myself however like even (laughs) i remember my mom telling me a story about me being younger and um i would just kind of say not disrespectfully but i was just very expressive yeah. and they raised me that way and that's why I be like today listen don't be mad because y'all made me this way <laughs> but uh yeah, reverse psychology yep, that reverse psychology you know once they plant the seeds and then they see how it grows they're like oh, oh shit. wait I didn't think this was gonna get mm-hmm. this big yeah exactly so um I won't say it was ever forced they just wanted me to express myself however I wanted Got it. but um, and then your dad also my being dad involved. being involved. Yeah, he always wanted to be involved. Got it. And I think 
him sharing certain things that went on in his life close to the time he passed i learned a lot about him and his growing up and his endeavors yeah. before he passed so it's like i was just becoming of that age where he felt like yeah i can now tell my daughter these stories yeah. so um and it's so amazing when we learn and we understand that our parents were human beings before yes they were and i'm like i've always just looked at him as like you know he he shared stuff with me all through my life, yeah. but it was more so lessons. He didn't mm. share the experience. Oh, what is so? Difference? As we were both opening up, because yeah. right before my father passed away, I was, you know, just sharing with him my relationship. It was my first real relationship, yeah. strong relationship, mature relationship. Mm -hmm. I had had like another boyfriend before that, but we're really good friends. Yeah. Um. So this was like my first real traumatic thing uh, involving like a growth of romance yeah. and I was sharing with him like what was up and I was asking him questions like what do I do and I feel like he was telling me things that were different from how I was raised mm -hmm. so I'm like well what is the dynamic dynamic now that when I was a child this is what you wanted me to be as a woman versus now I'm with this man yeah. what are the needs of the relationship there so with me sharing that, he was also starting to share his experiences with me. And one of them was just, you know, his background. And he was going to be in a group with um, my uncle, Peter Guns. That's one of his best friends. That's yeah. how, you know, the, the, the families tie there. Yeah. And it never happened. You know, Peter and Lord Tariq became, you know, their thing. And um, my dad modeled for a few. And then he worked for the Long Island Railroad. So his... I don't like to think that my dad was trying to live through me, even though he was just like so uptight about who's talking to me when we're at a show. <laughs> well, that's just a father thing. Yeah, that's I think that's a father, father thing. thing. And I think it was also his weariness of like, I'm the male in a male dominating industry. Yeah. So I saw what it was like from a male's perspective onto females, yeah. young people. Yeah. I don't want you caught up in that. Got so. It. That's where I think that was coming from with him. And I'm daddy's little girl, yeah. so still to this day. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing changes. Nothing Just changes. Right. Day. I'm yeah. still daddy's little girl. Yeah. And um, we, we, we play, my parents played, we have big stereos in yeah. my house. A big stereo, two big speakers. On I think everyone, I, I, think, know, I think we all had those. Right. Like, even I, it was like they stand mad tall. Mad tall. They make the floor shake. Yo, everyone so had music all the time, cleaning, yeah. prepping for holidays, cooking. There was music. music, and my mom still does it. She plays Pandora off the computer. Times have changed. Yeah, technology yeah, advanced. Yeah, and um, even at my grams, she has the same thing. Big yeah. stereo. I would play two of my favorite albums, and please don't crucify me. Tell it was me. Chocolate Factory by uh -huh. R. Kelly. And um, <laughs> I was like, why would you my oh Tony okay. Braxton's Oh heat. my god. And a lot of people compare our voices to and I'm like, I'm not that deep, sultry, sexy voice like her. <laughs> but I'll try for y'all for maybe a little the, bit. Maybe there's a range there. I think maybe, maybe. you can get there. Yeah. But maybe it's not like you start off like that. One of my songs that I'm about to drop Ooh. within the next year or it might just pop up on the album. Ooh. Um has that vibe. Very low, very yeah. But it's a song of reflection for thyself. Yeah. So I'm excited for people to tune in because the voice sounds a little bit soft and sexy and deep, mm -hmm. but it's really speaking like to me. And so to you, like through reflect, you, yeah, through, it's like yeah. through you 
to reach them. Yes. You know, because I feel like your gift is beyond you. Yeah, beyond me. And so it just passes through and you are... It's beyond Yeah, you beyond are me. You are just um, taking a, you know, taking hold of it yes. and actually bringing it out. I'm just the vessel that's... Exactly. Holding on to yeah, it, doing yeah, right by it. Exactly. Yeah. Nurturing it, taking care yeah. of it. Let's get into your single, okay? Because this is this is not like a beginner. She's out here now. <laughs> Thank Take you, love. you now is streaming on all platforms. All of them. She, I was like, what platform? She literally listed every lot of that. Uh huh. Ever music. Uh-huh. She said even Shazam. Shazam, right? You listening to it already? <laughs> Shazam it. Shazam it. it. And then screenshot it and send and it. And send it and tag her. <laughs> exactly. Post it and post it. Tag her. Everything. Yes. The whole nine. And your music video, you also dropped a music video for it. Yo, like, tell me about that. Tell me about, like, when you started writing this song and and when you dropped it and when you recorded, like, what... Like, what space were you... Because it's a beautiful song. Thank you. What space were you in to create this song? And, like, when you were writing... Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I went through a bad breakup or, mm-hmm. you know, like, life challenges. Like, what got you to this song? Well, you know what's crazy? First things first, I have to talk about the fact that uh, the other day, right after my birthday, I was on Bronxnet TV. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm going to be airing on TV soon. And Take You Now played on TV. So, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I saw the visual in a different light. Yeah. Oh, my God. To reflect on. Yes. So, this right now, our interview, too, is like part of my press run for the song. So, I just love... The different ways that I'm pushing out this beautiful piece and yeah. connecting with people who are interested in asking me about it and really wanting to know where I came from yeah. with putting this out. So, um, as I was reflecting on it, watching it there versus when I was actually starting it, it's a different feeling. Mm. Where I was, <laughs> where I was with that song, I was kind of talking about like just in a general sense, um, a universal sense was, you know, I know someone's interested in me. I know they're looking through me. They're being vulnerable with me or for me. And I'm ready. I don't know what signs I'm not giving you, but let's go. You know, I'll, I'll take you right now. Like no questions asked because I'm ready. Um, and I was in a space where, you know, I was dating someone Mm -hmm. and I was actually in an open relationship. Okay, so okay. somebody else came into the picture, which who I'm currently with right now, um, and only with right now. I'm not with the other person anymore. No and more open. No was, more open. It's closed. It's closed. <laughs> <laughs> it's closed. Got you. Got you. Uh-huh. And both of them heavily impacted the piece. So um, the guy who I was with. He kind of set the tone and the template for it, the outline. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend, she just kind of put it all together. Got it me. was kind of like, it was set up and written and placed for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's super supportive of us. So, yeah. you know, it kind of just makes sense that that happened that way. So, even in it all coming together, a lot of things were falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But, um... 
the song was really beautiful to me and it was it, it just expressed a place of vulnerability and the yeah. video did the same thing I yes was all white yes. i wanted a very innocent yes. look and very young felt that way you with the t-shirt yeah cheerful yeah yeah like you were like on the couch and it just felt yes. like comfortable it yes. felt like we were literally sitting with you right like as if you were performing on a couch it felt very intimate yeah yeah and, and my last interview that i did on tv the other day um, the interviewer asked me, she was like, was it like a photo shoot? And I was like, you hit the nail. Like yeah. no one ever presented it to me in the exact thing that I wanted. Yeah. It was in a studio that you could have done countless things in, but it was literally a relationship with me and a photographer, a person yeah. who was taking pictures of me, capturing moments yeah. of who I was. Yeah analyzing them and just making me so happy as the inter interaction came and I was expressing to them like what you're capturing is what I'm giving you and let's go like, and you know what I think is beautiful about that concept of the video is kind of processing the song and how you kind of described right. it where it's like you are taking something now and yes. you're and you're ready for it, yes. and it's kind of like when you're in its natural state, born, yeah, yeah. state. So the video kind of gives that off as mm -hmm. well between your relationship with the photographer, taking you kind of as you are, kind of yeah, translating blank you in canvas. Way. I had on all white. If yeah. I could have been naked, I would have did that. But you know, Ooh, yeah, the internet, yeah, the internet would have <laughs> gone crazy. crazy. You would have broke the internet. That's yes. crazy. Yes. But um, that's what I what I was going with with the white, and I even wanted to kind of continue that yeah. with some of the tracks that I'm dropping too. Yeah. And I have this like feeling of the overall project. And yeah, because that's another thing to think about, like, because could it you know keep yeah, going? Yeah, like, are you gonna create like a piece, like a yeah. whole piece, you know, art piece? You know, I'm thinking about it. That this, is definitely something to think about. This album is going in a lot of different directions. Yeah. And, um. It's changing shape constantly, mm -hmm. even like when I'm gonna drop it. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, my focus right now is to uh, really just get the music out. Got it. Live. Yeah. Not even streaming and stuff yet, but I'm really trying to build that live connection with people. You know, I have brought 30 people out plus to yeah. shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, or video shoots and things, but. You get the same people, your same supporters, and mm -hmm. I just want to reach out now and touching more cities, more yeah, people. Yeah. So, you know, when the time comes to sell out an arena, mm -hmm. we could do it. Or sell out a huge venue, yeah. we can do it. You know what really crossed my mind in you saying that? It's kind of like, nowadays when you want to make it in this industry, mm -hmm. like we were talking about the competition, and it's really built like that now, it's hard. Especially like if you want to at least, let's say, use social media to kind of get your voice out there, it's hard. Right. But I realized that even with myself and my project, when I meet people on the street, or you know, even with you, or just, or my guests, or anyone, their friends, I get real followers who actually listen to my stuff. Right. Same thing with you. It's like if you actually, let's say, someone out of nowhere is like, yo, I want you to open up for me, and you go and open up and everyone's like yo who is this girl i love her right now you have 30 Network. more followers and people who are actually really like yourself Network. so i think um that approach is very beneficial yeah. in today's time where it's yeah. like man screw this the numbers, internet stuff the internet. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm coming real time see me and, and i started me. like that 
Yeah, that's you started on stage. Super genuine to your process. Yeah, I started yeah. on stage, so I feel like that's my strength. Let me use it. Yeah. So even though you know I've gone through trials and tribulations, errors, huge errors with production <laughs> of the music and working yeah. with different producers and my voice sounding perfect on a track and yeah. maybe it doesn't sound radio ready because of the quality of how it was handled. Yeah, I noticed that. That's a huge transition going from stage. Like, I literally went and did a competition in college. It was in a big concert hall. Mm-hmm. Huge. I was singing in the mic, and I put the mic down as a part of my act. Yeah. And my voice carried. And there's a video of people seeing that, and they started screaming and wailing. Because it was like, girl, you really belting, and we hear you. That's so crazy. And to put that on a track in a studio on a mic so compact yeah. is hard. Yeah. It's probably one of the hardest challenges I've had I bet because creating music. So loud. Dang. Producers, even the, the way I articulate, yeah. it's like, girl, your essence is killing me. <laughs> what is going on, child? Oh I need God. to spend extra time. And yeah. you know, I've I've been working with different people but a lot of people think that I've like worked with so many producers and I get all these beats and no I've worked with a handful of people so now I'm just starting to branch out and find new creatives that create projects and engineer and stuff yeah. I have a variety of people to tap into absolutely yeah and I'm glad that you're looking at it from far beyond just like you singing mm-hmm. like you're not Heck just like yeah. oh I have the voice so you know let me just get a mic like it's so many there's training that's involved hard work beats talent oh yes hard work beats I've, talent I've definitely I've seen that before I've yeah. seen that it can be someone who's like been training for the longest like even physically like you've been training physically for the longest and there's someone who just let's say lifts weights and there's yeah. someone who's actually been like doing like high intensity training can actually run run longer versus yeah. the person who's like super big and has been training and yeah. you would think that's the stronger person yeah. so it definitely that is is definitely that 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 beats talent yeah if you are really like super involved and, and practicing and, and putting your heart into it Absolutely. That's that's amazing, man. Thank you. Let, let's get into a little bit about uh, your podcast. We mentioned it briefly. Thank me later. Yes. Tell me about that. So, you, like, like you, you mentioned before, you were a guest, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, "I need you long term." <laughs> <laughs> and and you came on. Tell me about your podcast. What do you guys focus on? You know, what is what is the premise of your show? Like, like. Tell, tell us about that. So, it was so crazy how it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming on as a guest for Thank Me Later, uh, my management at the time, who was no longer my management, they brought us together and set that up. They were the middleman in the situation. It, so, I didn't have direct contact with um, Lee. Good looking Lee. <laughs> I didn't have direct contact with her. Yeah. So, when I came on the show, did my show... It was dope. We instantly connected. Wait, that was the first time you met her in person yes. also? Yes. Oh, shit. With the day of the show. We, <laughs> you and we do met. Have, you do have that ability. <laughs> people see you live. They, people see you like, they immediately like, Face-to-face value yeah. is much better. And um, uh, we met on 11-11, which is crazy, too. It was kind of like, in, in hindsight, we didn't think about it until after. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it was November, November, November 11th. 11th. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we came, me, I went with a friend. Yeah. I had nobody, you know, 
uh, as far as management team on deck because my management didn't doesn't live didn't live here in New York. Yeah. So we go to the show. The show was awesome, and it's crazy because she was engineering her own show, mm. and I'm like, "Yo, you are doing the damn thing. You work here as an engineer. Yeah. You have a show. Yeah. The show is crazy. Yeah. Like, wow." So we instantly connected. Uh, she's like, I want you to come back and call us for a few shows. I'm like, I'm going to come back. She's like, are you really going to come back? Yeah, don't be one like, of those who say, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So time passed. Didn't come back. <laughs> and she pre-records. So she was recording three episodes in one Sunday. Yeah. So my management at the time got booked to do her own episode and come on as, you know, what she's doing in the management field, what she's into as far as event planning and stuff like that. Yeah. And because I'm her artist, I was her artist at the time, yeah. I came with her. Yeah. So reuniting again, I reunited with Lee and she was like, you were supposed to come on the show. So now that my management at the time was there, we set up for uh, a couple weeks after my birthday last year Got to it. come in and start co-hosting. Yeah. Management was very much like, let's try this out, mm -hmm. see if it works for you and for um, Lee. Yeah. Then we'll see about you keep going. But Lee was kind of like, I wasn't looking for you to come back for a day. I'm, I wasn't auditioning co-host. I knew what I wanted. Yeah. And I want you on the show. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so we cut the middleman out, got on the show, and I've been on the show ever since February twenty fourth of twenty eighteen. Oh my god. So it's it'll be a year of me podcasting. Yes. In a week and some change. Wow. Um, and it's been amazing. The podcast is a variety show. We talk about everything. It's more so a space where we want to bring in individuals like ourselves that mm -hmm. we can educate each other on in, in a general conversation. Natural, you know, nobody knows what we're talking about but us. Sometimes we don't even know what we're gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. We prep apart or we'll prep together. Yeah. Um and just empowering conversation. Yeah. Natural conversation, laughs, Lee gets on my nerves on the show, on yeah. air once the mic is on. <laughs> She's down my throat, yeah. being a pain in the ass. Yeah. But it's all love. We, we really have a good vibe. Uh, we got on the top 10 list that she was aspiring to be on prior to me meeting her. Yes. And I don't want to toot my own horn or nothing. But toot it. But <laughs> the top 10 yeah. uh, episodes, I was on both that Ooh. he picked out for the show. Ooh. And I just love the fact that I have brought yeah. so much to the table that she knew that I could bring. Yeah. And um, Thank You Later has brought me so many opportunities. Tonight I'm going to Fashion Week. And, oh, yeah. you know, shout out to Rick Galvin. He was a guest. And he's just wanted Thank Me Later there ever since. So I've been honored to be a part of. Yes. this platform so much connections for you there too. so many like yeah. so many that we've created individually yeah and then together Brought together yeah when i got on the show like not to you know mention so many people but funny julius and, and for example round face rocco mm -hmm. all mutually agreed on like round face had followed me yeah. and she was like i'm like yo round face followed me she was like yo, i've been in communication when i'm trying to get him on the show and i'm like let's make it happen yeah same thing for funny julius i'm like yo you meet him on the show she's like yo i've been trying to do it let's make it happen oh and it happens yeah. so it, we're just so aligned in spirit that it's 
it's just it's incredible. Yeah, and, it's incredible. And the fact that you're doing that 11 11 in there is like, yeah, it's just what? a clear sign. You catch that it every day. Yeah, I catch it every day. That's dope. I'm always on that, like, oh, I'm cute. not surprised, girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we on that same energy. Yes. Oh my god, we're running really close on time. There's something else I wanted to get into before I hit you with that that cap out question. Um, you are modeling as well. You're also doing that as well. So like I said, singer, songwriter. She does acting, modeling, the whole thing. Tell me a little bit about modeling and you know coming into the industry as a woman who is more curvier. Yes. So what is um, that like for you? My photographer, one of my photographers. Yeah. Uh, Shanai, she owns Eyes of Nye. She was looking for models, and I was like, This is perfect. She's looking for models, nobody's ever looking for models. She looks like me, she's a beautiful girl, she's definitely gonna pick me. Oh my gosh, great! A mutual friend connected us, and we went to the beach in Far Rockaway Beach, and we had a shoot. And I debuted as a model. That shoot was also featured on Hot 97's Who's Next by Sojuski. Really, because right before that, I dropped a song called Mad About It that I shot in Jamaica. So when we shot on the beach, it kind of just matched me in a bathing suit in yes. that video. So they used those pictures what? to add to the write-up and then the link, oh um, the premiere of the video. So that was amazing. And I've been working with her ever since as yeah. well. Yeah. So we have it's a just year. sometimes a photographer can really capture. Yes. Sometimes it's not like it's not always about like are you doing everything right. Also, the photographer. Has to and I know need that. how to catch you, tell you, like, yo, you work well this way, you yep. work well that way. And the crazy part is, is I need that direction, but mm-hmm. in us working together, her and I became business partners, and I go on her shoots now yeah. and and mold the girls into certain looks that they should have on camera to kind of help her and balance that out. So yeah. our team is just dope. Like, yeah. we, we're... And we've just extended ourselves to the teams that we have individually to bring them all together for all of us to work together. And being a curvy girl, I I get this, I got this question in an interview I did um, called Fatness Fiction. Mm -hmm. And it was on Plus Size Radio and she asked me like, do you have trouble in any part of the industries that you're breaking down in the entertainment world as a plus size woman? I'm like, the irony of that is no, because a lot of people would think that you, know, you get called fat in comments and people don't hire you because you're, I do not get insulted on social media about my weight. Yeah. I don't get bullied about it. Yeah. People don't come at me about my size. Yeah. I'm very much accepted. Yeah. Um, can I fit everything that are on these boutiques that I may want to model for? No, but I think that's the only hardship is like finding the right clothing lines to, you know, have your size or, um, in funny story, the other day, a friend of mine, she went to Bloomingdale's for a, um, uh, a gig to model in their runway show right before fashion week. Yeah. And the lady who came upstairs to go get us said, oh, you, you both are modeling for me. You're my two models. And she was willing to put me on, not knowing that I was just coming with a friend to oh her fitting. Oh, my God. So I've had very good positive experiences trying to break out in, like, you know, the modeling world. Okay. One thing I will say that I'm working on is being into fashion a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm more of, like, the one sweats, a hoodie. Me or too, I'm a little shirt. 
jeans, <laughs> very much comfy. Yeah. So I'm challenging that comfort zone, being mm -hmm. that I'm not so into fashion, but I do like to look nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the only thing I think is kind of like the disconnect with getting more of those gigs because yeah. I'm not super fashion savvy. But New York Fashion Week is here. So, so you're I'm gonna try be to observing. Get my little pointers. Yeah, take your notes. Yes, and I got did you. recently go shopping too, and I got some really good pointers yeah. uh, when I was out with my mom. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Any little yeah. nicks and and tricks, to <laughs> yeah, to the like, simple ones, yeah, to, to jazz it up, exactly, exactly. I'm down. All right, so mm. I, yo, there's so many things, yo, so many things I want to talk to you oh. about. I'll um, be back. You can okay. have me back, and we'll talk about it on a thing later. Oh my god, don't play with me. Don't play with me. I'm you, you told the, you told your co-host that you're your host. <laughs> Your host, you told her that, and then you, I'm, I didn't you took play. the bad loan. See, we don't have a middleman here. Oh, okay. 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 Eric is the middleman. No. But he canceled that already. Yeah, he canceled that already. <laughs> we can direct connect now. Got you, got you. It's true. All right, so I'm going to cap out with you now. Yes. Tell me three things you notice about yourself once you embrace your gift or your talent or your passion. Three things you notice about yourself once you really embrace that about yourself. Okay, I noticed that I am that shit crazy about it. I um, I actually heard on, I was listening to old episodes of Thank Me Later, and um, Lee said all geniuses go crazy before they become like really, really big yeah. in whatever platform they have in society, whatever impact they want to make. So yeah. I'm a nutcase. I'm a nut job. <laughs> I'm psycho. She owns I'm protective. I am super, 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 super crazy about what I want to do. Um, and I think that you have to be. You have to want it that bad. Yeah. I would say that I also learned how passionate I am. Even how I speak, everything has to do with my work. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, everything I think about, every move that I make has to do with this. Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about it that it's in my breaths that I take, yeah. every word that I speak, the things that I eat. I'm feeding literally my soul of music. Yeah. And, and that's feeding everything else I want to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, um, I've learned I need a team. I've learned that I cannot do this by myself. It takes a tribe. It takes a tribe. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've had to go through streams, valleys, mountains <laughs> to finally find what I've been searching for that's been in my face all this time. Mm -hmm. Like, if I told you the roster I have on my team, yeah. you'd be like, aside from... Um, my host and my photographer who I've just recently met that it feels like I've known them forever. Yeah. But um my Ross is my family. People yeah. I've lived with, people I've my blood, my yeah. own blood, flesh and blood. So I've been searching for something that's been in my face for years now. Um but teamwork, I know I've learned about myself that I'm capable. I've always pushed a solo envelope, yeah. solo management, yeah. solo artist. Yeah. But I have learned that I cannot do this without a team. Without a solid foundation, without a solid driven foundation, this is not possible. And I've had help along the way, so I can I credit myself for even getting the help. And yes. I've managed myself even when I had management. Yeah. But I cannot forget the people that have helped me 
little, far, yeah. huge, yeah. in between. Got it. I can't. So, Dang. take the village. Absolutely. Oh my God. Take you now. Streaming on all platforms. Streaming everywhere. Video is out now. Go Don't watch it. Play. <laughs> what is your album coming out? That's like this year. I actually just want to tour this year. I want to do. I'm actually in a pre-tour right now. Uh, Vitamins for breakfast was a part of the pre-tour. Hey. We're gonna run this pre-tour out until quarter three of this year of the summer, and then I hope to be leaving the state, touching other major cities, major music megas. Yeah. Um, Meccas, my meccas, meccas, <laughs> Atlanta, California, um, I've done some work out in Cali already, so I just want to stay consistent with reaching my face-to-face value to Team No OK. Beautiful. Yeah, oh so 2021. I'm gonna make y'all wait forever. Yeah, don't make us wait, please. <laughs> I won't, I won't. It's an album, but it has to be perfect. I've done EPs, mixtapes, stuff like that, but my album is going to be like my prize. Yes, yeah, going to be the, the winner. Take your time with it, mm -hmm. do what you have to do, guys. Listen to her stuff, follow her, support Thank her. Thank you so much for Thank having me. Thank you so me. much for being here. Thank you for giving the people the vitamins they need. Thank yes. you for giving me the vitamins. Thank you for giving me the vitamins. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you walked away from this podcast feeling more enlightened, more connected, and just more empowered. It is my mission to create a platform where people can create connection through conversation. I thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast. And I do ask you to share it with anyone that you feel can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.